Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome, friends, to another r slash Am I the Jerk here video. Would you be a jerk for kicking your sister and nephew out of your house? We'll find out, but first, a story from Throwaway T shirt 666. Am I the jerk for getting ink on a client's shirt? I, female, tattooed a girl recently, top of her arm. Before we started, she said, Can you not get any ink on my top, please? It's quite expensive. I told her I'll try my best, and I stuffed loads of kitchen roll in and around her sleeve to try and prevent any ink getting on her clothes, but said it's still possible. But if you've been tattooed or even painted a house or something, ink slash paint gets everywhere. By the end of a four and a half hour session, there were some small, tiny amounts of ink on her sleeve. She seemed okay, she loved her tattoo, but after an hour getting home, she messages me demanding I buy a new replacement or send her the money. She's really angry I messed this t-shirt up and it was 135 British pounds. I said I'm sorry, I can't do that, you chose to wear that t-shirt. It's like jumping into the sea and complaining you're wet. And maybe I shouldn't have said that because she blew up. I've been getting negative reviews from her online for destroying her property and refusing to replace it. I've suggested ways to clean her clothes that may help get the color out, but because the shirt is brilliant white, it's likely not to work. I think this is ridiculous. I thought it was common sense to wear something comfortable and something you don't mind if it gets a little ink on when you get tattooed. It's like wearing your best clothes to paint the house. Why risk it? Am I the jerk? Is this a scam? It feels like a scam. If I am the jerk, I'll figure it out, but if you all agree with me, I may even send her this because I'm so upset that she's trying to give me a terrible name and she's not listening to me. I'm gonna say OP is definitely not the jerk. I'd say in any situation related to this story, the fault is always going to be on the person receiving the tattoo, whether they willfully wore that brilliant white shirt while knowing the risks or they were woefully ignorant upon getting there finding out that there might be a chance of getting the ink on their shirt only after getting maybe right up to the tattoo gun being pulled out ultimately the responsibility falls on the person who's wearing the shirt paying for the services of a tattoo artist to inject the said ink into their arm would you guys agree that if you're getting a tattoo and the tattoo artist gets some ink on the clothes you're wearing that it's your fault for wearing those clothes and not the tattoo artists for getting the ink on those clothes? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from Snoo59091. Am I the jerk for telling my cousin that my sons aren't dolls for her to dress up? Okay, here's the situation at hand. I, 23-year-old female, am a single mother to mixed-race twin boys, 3 years old. My boys are the only light-skinned members of my family thanks to their father being white. Aside from my mother, who is light-skinned enough that most people think she's white. Yesterday, my family was at my cousin's, 35-year-old female's, house for a cookout. My cousin has two daughters, 13-year-old female and 10-year-old female, along with a stepson, 10-year-old male. For years, my cousin had this weird obsession with mixed boys being handsome and dressing up nice. 
When we arrived, my sons were wearing a t-shirt and shorts since it was over 80 degrees that day. It was hot to say the least. Anyways, around 3pm, my cousin asked me to run and grab some beer and a few things she forgot. I did it and was gone maybe 20 minutes max. I come back and my sons and stepnephew are in suits in the direct sunlight sweating like crazy. These kids look like they might pass out from the heat. I asked my nephew what happened and he told me my cousin made them get changed into suits to look better. I was pissed and confronted my cousin about it, telling her that she was out of her mind and my kids were about to pass out. She replied with, I wanted them to look nice for the cookout. I pointed out that her daughters weren't wearing fancy dresses. Her excuse is the boys look so cute, like dolls. I shouted at her and told her that my boys weren't dolls. My grandmother, 85-year-old female, and my mother, 53-year-old female, took my side and called my cousin nuts. My mother and I left with my kids soon after, as I would have lost it more if I stayed. Now, my cousin and her parents are calling me the jerk for yelling at her. I know I'm not in the wrong, but my family is being massively guilt-tripping. I think OP is definitely not the jerk here. First of all, considering it's your three-year-old boys, this cousin had no right to play dress up with them at all. Like as in they should have next to no say at all in what they're wearing at any given time. I don't think it really matters who it is if they're not the parents of those three-year-old kids, then I think the actual parents or those who are looking after those kids have every right to complain about how you're playing dress up with them. This next story is from Run 7260 Am I the jerk for saying no when my husband asked me to adopt my son? I'm 26-year-old female, married to my husband of two years, Devin, 30-year-old male. I have a son named Levi, 5-year-old male, from a previous relationship. Devin's known him his whole life. Levi's father and I were together until he went missing before our son was born. Devin loves Levi with all of his heart, and Levi loves him too. I know it. Levi looks a lot like his father, and while I'll always love him, I've moved on from the relationship. He was a big adventurer, and I often talk about him with Levi. I show him photos, and he visits his dad's family pretty frequently. He knows he's daddy, while Devin is papa, or Devin, depending on his mood. Either way, he's his father figure. We do receive money from my ex's side. His father takes care of some of Levi's expenses, but that's not the issue here. Three days ago, Devin asked me about adopting Levi. He wants to give him his surname and become his legal parent. I said no. He was devastated by this, but I don't think I'm ready or that it's even fair. We can legally do it, but I don't wanna. I said he could hyphenate Levi's last name with his, but he wants to fully adopt him. He said my ex's parents can still be a part of his life. He doesn't have any problem, but I said he could ask when Levi was older and that if he says yes, then I'm okay with it. But in the meantime, my answer is no. He's been distant ever since, and now I might be wondering if I was the jerk for crushing his hopes. I called my sister to ask her opinion, and she said I was because this is the only father Levi's known all of his life, and I'm taking something big from him. Just for clarification, when Opie said that their ex went missing, they literally meaned missing, not like a cheeky way to say abandoned. I think OP is not the jerk here. I think it's more than fair to let the son decide when they get a little older. They don't have to wait till they're like 18 years old, but like, you know, if the kid gets around 8, 9, 10, and they seem pretty convinced or dead set on doing such a thing, then yeah, that seems like a great idea. 
By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you'll never miss any of my daily videos. Every single video has awesome stories, like our next story from Kitchen Celery 3806 Am I the jerk for telling my mom's husband that this isn't his house and I'll show him the same respect he shows me? I, 13-year-old male, have a stepdad who's a complete idiot. Today I was super hot, temperature-wise, so I took off my shirt. My mom's husband slash my stepdad, Matt, started yelling at me that it's inappropriate to have my shirt off in front of my little sister. He called me a perverted creep. I said to screw off. I had my shirt off all the time before he moved in last year. He told me that as long as I live in his house, I follow his rules. Here's the thing. My mom has told me several times that his name isn't on the lease and he doesn't pay the bills. So I told him, actually, this isn't your house. It's my mom's house. So I'll follow her rules and she doesn't have a rule that says I can't be shirtless. So either start paying rent or shut your mouth and stop trying to dictate what I do with my body. He blew up saying how disrespectful I am, that I can't treat my own father that way. I told him that my father is dead and I'll show him the same amount of respect he shows me. Then I went to my room. Now that I'm thinking about it, maybe I shouldn't have said that. So I'm not sure how to feel. Am I the jerk? Something kind of gives me bad vibes about this stepdad. Like what does this guy actually think is wrong with this 13 year old boy not wearing a shirt in their own home? Like what is actually inappropriate about it and what is his thinking that it's going to be an issue with the little sister? Like what's the connection there that's going on in that stepdad's mind? I can't even understand how they would be able to think that's perverted. I think you already have to have some weird mental gymnastics going on to even come up with such an idea. Our next story is from Jimmy Throw 5677 Am I the jerk for refusing to tell my wife to stop putting notes in my lunch? Okay, so my wife, 27-year-old female, has a habit of putting notes, affirmation, in my 31-year-old male lunch when she packs it. She's been doing it for a year now. It started when I suffered from some issues surrounding employment, and I appreciate it a lot because it gives me strength and renews my energy for the rest of the day. So anyway, my coworkers know about and sometimes would tease me about it, calling me a fourth or fifth grader and calling my wife granny. Just teasing, nothing unusual for them. It happens at lunch where most of the guys in the department sit together. A coworker of mine, Jimmy, is the newest employee in our company. He lost his wife a few months ago, and he's sort of a private dude in general. However, he started sitting with us during lunch break after the guys insisted. I sit and eat my food after I look at the note my wife left, then rinse and repeat. Till a few days ago, one of the coworkers pulled me aside and we began talking. Then the note thing was brought up. He told me that Jimmy's been enjoying sitting with us during lunch break, but couldn't help but feel uncomfortable with the notes I keep pulling out of my package every day. He then went on to tell me that the dude lost his wife and seeing me getting notes from mine hit a nerve because it reminded him of his late wife. I felt puzzled. I asked, okay, what am I supposed to do about it? He told me to consider telling my wife to stop putting those notes in there and maybe find some other way to do it instead of bringing them to work and having Jimmy look at them. Like, I wasn't sure of what to say, but I told him it was ridiculous. He reminded me that Jimmy sent him to me with this message, thinking it would give me more space to react, and then told me I literally lose nothing by having some consideration for the poor guy, and be as less insensitive as I can. 
I told them off and said that it's not my fault Jimmy is struggling with grief, and it's not like I even know him that well to be accommodating him to this extent. He said that I was being cruel and selfish and got the others to witness the argument and shame me for my stance, but I refused to do it and went back to work on my project. Things had been tense in my workplace and some of the guys I'm close with say I should be more empathetic and try to not make Jimmy uncomfortable after they went through heck to get him to sit with them on lunch break. Well first of all I think OP's not the jerk and really first of all, I think they need to stop treating Jimmy like he's the special red squirrel that they see at lunch trying to coax them over so they can feed him a few acorns. Like somehow it's OP's fault that they've invested all this time and effort to try to get them to sit with them, and OP's screwing it up for everybody by somehow scaring the squirrel back off. I definitely feel bad for Jimmy, and I understand why that kind of thing would make Jimmy honestly upset, sad, lonesome, a lot of things. But if you ask me, I think it's rather stupid and very unreasonable to ever try to impose such a thing on somebody else like that. Trying to tell somebody to give up getting daily affirmation notes from your loving spouse? I don't think that would ever fly in my book, no matter how much you're grieving. How long would this imaginary affirmation note embargo last if OP were to comply? Permanently? Probably? Our next story is from throwaway Judy5797. Am I the jerk for refusing to let my brother-in-law spend the night in my room during a family vacation? I, female, 21, went with my family on a vacation to a beach resort. It was me, my dad, mom, my sister, 31, her husband, brother-in-law, 37, and their two kids. My parents booked two rooms, and I got one for myself, meaning that I paid for it. They didn't force me, but I still paid. Anyways, I noticed that my sister and brother-in-law were acting strange before we got to the resort. At the hotel, an argument ensued between them, and my sister ended up kicking him out of the hotel room and stayed there with the kids. Brother-in-law then knocked on my door at 1am asking if he could stay with me for the night because my crazy sister unfairly yelled at him and kicked him out. I tried to pressure him to tell me, but he stalled. I said I didn't feel comfortable having him sleep in my room, but he snapped and told me that he was like a brother to me and I was being paranoid. I suggested I go talk to my sister and try to get her to let him into the room since he paid for it, but he said no and that she was the one who told him to stay with me. I suggested that I have mom come stay with me and he stay with dad, but he refused. I declined and said I couldn't let him spend the night in my room, period. He got mad at me and went borderline hysteric to the point where the staff got involved. My sister then came out of the room and started arguing with him again, which resulted in him sleeping outside. My parents thought I should have let him stay with me, but my sister said it would have been inappropriate, and denied telling him to knock on my door and ask to stay with me. He stopped talking to me after that, and my parents insisted that I should have let him stay, and not let him sleep outside. They said I created unnecessary tension and added more stress to the vacation by acting selfish. I think OP is not the jerk in the situation, and frankly, I don't blame any woman for trying to look out for themselves in a situation where, you know, it is your brother-in-law, but you don't really know them, and lord knows you just don't want to be in a bedroom with them all night. Better safe than sorry, and I think OP made some very reasonable potential compromises. There should have been no reason why the brother-in-law would have any problem staying with the dad. And, not to mention, OP paid for their own room. Our next story is from Heavy Lift. 
Am I the jerk for making my sister and nephew move out? I, 45-year-old female, have been a foster mom for 9 years now. The same boy, now aged 16, has been in my care for these 7 years. I've tried adopting him, but the situation with his birth mom is complicated, and it fell through. I consider him my son though, in every way that matters. I also fostered other children, but for shorter periods of time. My son and I live in a two-bedroom apartment. We each have a room, and there's a spare room like a guest bedroom. During COVID, my sister, 37-year-old female, and her son, 17-year-old male, moved in with us. They've been sharing the guest bedroom, even though my sister said that they boys should share a room so she could have her own. I refused to change my son's life like that, and since they were only supposed to be temporary guests, I saw no need. My sister hasn't been looking for a job or anything. She kind of expected to stay here forever, I guess. Two weeks ago, I started fostering another child, a 15-year-old girl. It's a longer period placement. A week before she came, I told my sister that she and her son will have to move out in 30 days. Also the legal requirement for tenants because of this. Sister begged me not to do this to her and said that the three kids can now share a room, we can both keep our own rooms and things don't have to change. I said absolutely the freak not, that's ridiculous. Then she said that at least my two foster kids could share a room and she and her son will stay in the same room. I said that I'm not about to put a scared, anxious 15-year-old girl in the same room as a 16-year-old boy because that's just crazy and unreasonable. She cried all the time for a week, begged me not to take this girl in. When the girl came, she, my 15-year-old foster kid, took my room and I've been staying on the couch and will for another week until my sister and nephew move out. Yesterday I came home from work and found my son upset and foster daughter crying. I asked them what happened and they said that my sister told them they're just foster people and she and my nephew are family so they, the sister and nephew, will stay while they, the foster kids, will have to leave. I lost it. I told my sister to have her crap packed in a week because if she doesn't disappear on day 30, I'm calling the cops and having her dragged out. She's been begging me all day to let her and the son stay for a little while longer and just make the stepkids share a room for a while, because otherwise, she'll be homeless. As much as it sucks to kick them out onto the street, I think they showed their true colors here, and OP's not the jerk for kicking them out. Frankly, I think it's the right thing to do, and nobody needs that toxicity around. These kids surely do not need that toxicity, and even people who you would classify as having an average everyday life would not need that kind of toxicity around. Our next story is from ThrowRA75965. Am I the jerk for still going to my dental appointment after my husband tried to get me to reschedule? So I, female, 35, was having a terrible toothache. I'd taken medication to ease the pain, but it was bad. Like, you need to go to the dentist level of bad. I scheduled an appointment and was told to come yesterday. My husband's, male 37, best friend Terry, male 33, got into an accident and injured his knee. He's been staying with us for several weeks. My husband looks after him as he sees him living alone and in need of assistance. I welcomed him to our home, but found myself having to clean up after him and bring him his medication and also cook for him. And if I take a long time to get something done, he'd call my husband and basically tell on me, which makes my husband mad. 
He says it's temporary, and also since I'm home 24-7 and he's the working one, then I should help caring for his friend. It's become quite overwhelming because now, I can't leave the house if my husband isn't there with his friend. Like I stated previously about the dental appointment, I told my husband the night before, and he pitched a hissy fit saying I can't leave Terry home alone. I suggested he take time off work and stay with him, but he said it wouldn't work on such short notice. He suggested that I reschedule, but I said no, even showed him how bad the swelling was. Yet he told me to hold on for another day. He went to work early, and I decided I was still going to go. Terry was in the living room, he sleeps on a large mattress in the living room, and saw me making my way out as mom was waiting at the door. He asked where I was going, and I told him to the dental appointment. He had an attitude and raised his voice at me, telling me to go back upstairs and cancel. Mom stepped in and started arguing with him, asking who he thinks he is. He went on about how he was unable to move and then threatened to call my husband if I stepped a foot out the door. I took my mom and left. He ended up calling my husband, who tried to call me over and over for two hours till I turned my phone off. Instead of returning home, I went to stay with my mom because I was in tremendous pain and my husband started yelling at me, calling me stubborn for still going after he told me to reschedule and irresponsible for leaving his injured friend home alone. Mom told him off, which escalated the argument between us. He's now currently staying at home along with his friend while constantly pressuring me to stop hiding behind mom and come deal with the results of having him leave his job for hours after I blindsided him and went against his wishes. I think OP's definitely not the jerk here. It's funny how the husband said that there is no way that they're going to be able to take time off short notice like that, and yet as soon as OP steps out and goes to that dental appointment, surprise, the husband can somehow leave their job for hours, and it's all OP's fault that they did so. I don't blame OP and I don't think they're the jerk, because it seems like they felt basically trapped, and also like a glorified servant to this person. Our next story is from KK27KK. Am I the jerk for taking my child to her mom's home and leaving her there? I, male, 40, have full custody of my daughter, female, 12. Her mom has only once a month visitations. Recently, she's been acting up and insisting on living with her mom because she thinks I'm a bad dad. I knew she couldn't live with her mom because her mom is a terrible mom. I know it because I've seen the way she treats her other kids, which is why I tried so hard to get full custody. Also, my daughter's used to her very privileged life, which her mom can't give her. A few days ago, we got into an argument, and again, she said she hated me and wanted to live with her mom. I got angry. I made her pack a bag, took her to her mom's home, left her there, and told her she's going to live there just as she wanted. One day later, I got a message from her asking me to take her home. I ignored all her messages and calls for four days until I figured she'd learned her lesson. I answered her call and she was crying and asking me to take her home, which I did. She's been staying in her room ever since. My family thinks I'm a huge jerk and should have just brought her home the first time she called, but I thought it was necessary. Am I the jerk? I think Opie is the jerk here. You gotta remember, the kid is 12 years old. They're not going to be making the best judgment calls. You go and you leave them at this place and you don't even check in on them to see if they feel safe. They don't understand the scope of the situation. So your action is just to dump them in that bad situation and let them just live in it. 
If they have no idea that boiling water is bad, but they keep talking about how bad they want to touch it, is your answer to that problem to let them stick their hand in there and let them try to figure it out for themselves? I don't think that crazy analogy is too far different from this situation. Our next story is from Secure Ad 5583. Am I the jerk for kicking out a guest for getting upset with my daughter? I, 40s, had a longtime friend, 40s, Mary, stay at my house this past week for a visit. Mary lives in a city three hours away, and I live in the country on 20 acres, so she wanted to come on a vacation to catch up and unwind. Things went great for the most part until she woke up early one morning. This is where the problem started. I have a nine-year-old daughter named Lori. Every morning since it got warm out, Lori started coming out on the porch as soon as she wakes up with a glass of tea and whatever book she's reading at that moment. She usually wakes up an hour before everyone else. Now, I don't mind this. She never leaves the porch and I have a ring camera, so we had a discussion on rules around it and as long as she continues as she has, her dad and I don't mind. Just an important note, our home is not close to a road, so we feel it's safe. Well, as I stated, one morning, Mary woke up early. I woke up to the camera, as per usual, and saw Lori on the porch and dozed back off. I woke up again to the camera and screaming. I checked the camera and rushed outside as Mary was yelling at Lori. When I got to the porch, Lori was in tears and Mary asked me if I knew Lori was outside when no one was awake. I told her yes, and sorry for forgetting to tell her about this. I told her it's okay, and Lori does this every morning, and we're okay with it. Mary yelled that this was abuse, as Lori was way too young to be outside without supervision. I informed her that I had a camera, and Lori was perfectly safe. She continued to lay into me about it, until I told her I think it would be best if she left. She packed up, and left within the hour. My husband thinks I'm in the wrong for kicking Mary out when she was just concerned for Lori and that Mary was from the city where it isn't safe to allow something like this. I think I could be in the wrong for not explaining our mornings, but I don't think I'm wrong for allowing Lori her quiet mornings on the porch. Am I the jerk? I think OP's definitely not the jerk. I would say even if it's in the city, while it's probably not preferable and it's definitely a little less safe, Would you really prevent your nine-year-old kid from sitting on the porch for a while in the morning? I mean, I guess so if it's a really shady area and you have some real kidnapping concerns. But overall, in this situation, I think OP's not the jerk, and Mary's doing a little overreacting. And our final story of the day is from Money Hungry Throwaway. Am I the jerk for refusing to buy sister-in-law a house? A few years ago, my husband took on a new job. It was for a small startup business, and he took a massive pay cut to do it because he loved what he was working on. It meant long hours, so I willingly took on all the household responsibilities so he could work to the best of his abilities, taking on all the responsibilities with our kids, and I also brought some money in with a small side job of my own. His hard work paid off for us. This business has taken off, and it looks to make a fair bit of money more than we've ever had, and my husband's gotten a substantial pay increase from it, as well as a share of the company, and his boss paid him a huge bonus. He also got a few other perks like a company car. We're currently building our dream home. We're also planning to invest some of the money, so we had something aside for our retirement. Mother-in-law came to us the other day and told us that sister-in-law needs to move, 
She's currently renting, but the only properties available near her kid's school are for sale, not rent. She said we could afford to buy sister-in-law a new house and have sister-in-law pay off the house to us. Husband was on the fence with the idea. He thinks sister-in-law does deserve a break. She has health issues and could use the help, but I didn't agree. I said sister-in-law is great and responsible, but I don't like making these kinds of financial deals with family. They always go sideways, and I'm not 100% on board with the idea. I mentioned before we do anything, I'd like to contact our accountant and lawyer so we can see any issues that may arise from an arrangement like this. It will also mean that our investment idea won't be able to happen. Mother-in-law freaked out at me and told me that it's husband's money, not mine, and I'm just being a gold digger. I have no rights to any of it, and husband can spend it any way he wants. I have no say. She said my husband worked hard for this bonus, not me. Apparently, she always thought I was money-hungry, and this money is allowing my true colors to show. Sister-in-law needs help, and he should help family. She told me I'm a greedy jerk that only cares about money. Once she left, she texted my husband that he needs to consider a divorce because I'll keep a tight leash on money that is rightfully his and won't let him spend it how he sees fit. She also said he needs to get a good family lawyer to take the kids away from me or I'll use that as leverage to take more of his money. I also feel that I need to add that when I met my husband, he had a retail job, which he quit and I supported him while he finished his education. I supported him when he had a crappy job when his boss paid him nothing. It's never been about money for me, but now we have it. I just want to be careful. Am I the jerk? I think OP is definitely not the jerk in the situation. I think it is more than admirable for the husband to go and be willing to put their money on the line like that to save their sister. But I 100% agree with OP that this is a huge and risky undertaking, dealing with money and family, and it also greatly impacts the decision that they made in the past as far as investment plans go. So I think it's more than a fair thing to have it be a discussion between the both of them, and the mother-in-law clearly has a clear bias here, so whatever they say should be taken with a major grain of salt, unless it's something that they perceive as a win for them. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to see another Am I the Jerk here story that was even more insane than the ones in this video, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, click on the right. But with that said, I'll see you all next time for some more stories. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.